0: Hey everyone, this is Dan, the Six Figure Couch Surfer. I broke my microphone cable for the mic that I was using. So I'm currently using my iPhone. Hopefully the quality hasn't deteriorated too much. I'm waiting on this cable to arrive. So first world problems. Um, Now I just got done writing a few more book reviews on my blog. You can go to my website, sixfigurecouchsurfer.com, all spelled out and uh, take a look at some of the book reviews I have been writing on um, basically this cumulative list that I've read throughout the past few years is posted as well. I've read about 250 plus books. I should say I consumed that many books because some of them were audiobooks. So I may have to uh, modify that so it's not too much of false, false advertising there. But what I'll be doing is reviewing my notes from each of those books, posting about 10 to 20 of my favorite quotes, and then I will go uh, can basically curate those quotes and write a little bit about sort of my personal journal entries as to how that impacted me in the moment um, without hopefully disclosing too much information. But I do want to be honest and be an open book, pun intended, to my listeners if you're out there somewhere in, in the in the universe picking up this signal. Um, so I guess I can get into this podcast directly. I think there was something else I wanted to say, but... You know, there's other podcasts I can add it to. So, this podcast is about the false self. Now, the construct of the false self was one of the most impactful uh, terms that I was able to come across in my reading of of psychology because it translates so well to everyday human existence, and it was such a salient aspect within business as well on my entrepreneurial journey because I wasn't needing to be a false version of myself anymore. I wasn't being paid to be somebody as I was running my own business whereas when you work for another organization you a part of your paycheck I believe this is what I was told it really it's designated to you performing as a specific type of person for that company meaning you can't really be your full 100% authentic self it just wouldn't it wouldn't vibe with what the overall organization has going on, right? They have a specific place for you, and you need to fit that role. Now, the false self is a universal for all humans. If you look at children and how they're raised, based on the families that they come in, they're given specific protocols to abide by within that household, within that culture, within that social that time this this the social structure and the time frame in which they exist. There's so many layers to this culturally as a, as a planet that we impose on one another. And the false self is a manifestation of your best characteristics that are calculated in order to hit the mark that others are expecting of you. So it's an assumption we make about what other people think about us, and we want to meet those standards. So, for instance, if you are a very athletic person and you feel that you're constantly being judged based on that criteria, then you'll always Let people know how good you are in sportsmanship, in physique, things of that sort. If you're someone who's very academic, the same thing applies with knowledge. If you're someone who has a lot of money or who identifies with that, then you feel you may have to perform financially for others or exude a certain level of success for them. And so the false self is really a narrative that is played by all humans. And until someone becomes mindfully aware of their version of their false self, basically what what they're living out, then they're gonna to continue to live that out subconsciously. They may not even be aware of it. An older sibling may have taken care of the younger siblings growing up, especially especially if they grew up in a volatile or broken home where resources weren't, weren't always consistent. In that case, they may grow up to be an adult who owns a company or runs a company or is a manager of some sort, but someone who feels that they need to micromanage or perhaps they're married to someone where they they in their heart feel as if they need to be very protective, um, and overly considerate of that spouse to the point where it's it's coddling or it's it's mothering or fathering. It's they're hovering too much over that person, and that goes back to sort of a false self. It's a mode of them that they it's a modality in which they operate, and that that may not be true to what they actually desire, but they feel like an obligation, if you will, internally to perform that way. So. That could happen with an older sibling. birth order has a big part of this. It doesn't always play into that, but there's there are some trends out there you could look up in the world of clinical psychology and see how that plays out. And what's really interesting, especially is when, when therapists will sit down with entrepreneurs or they'll sit down with um, successful businessmen and women who, who could perform really well professionally, but in their private life, things are falling apart. And I referenced one person from from my past that I know of who was an amazing real estate broker and dealer and developer, he he made a killing doing that. But his family, his wife and and everyone else felt like they they couldn't connect with the guy. He just, he wouldn't shut off the working aspect of his mind. And so he he didn't know how to relate as a father, as a husband, as a a relative. And, And that really caused a deterioration and almost broke down his marriage. But again, what what blew his mind, what was so confusing to him, was he was thinking, how could I be so successful, you know, be making millions of dollars on one side and yet be such a failure in the eyes of someone that he wants above everyone else to see him as a success. You know, those people closest to you, you want them to acknowledge you in that deep way, in that very primal way of I see you, I acknowledge what you're doing, and it's amazing. And so here he was, his bank account was blowing up. His, his customers were just, you know, word of mouth was spreading all around the town. And yet in his own home, he was what he thought was unfairly picked on. But then he came to realize that his relatability had, had really diminished because he just focused so much of his energy and emotional strength on work. And that had to do with his core identity and how he was performing and, Later on, he moved away from having to always be this this rock star, having to always perform at that level. He gave up that amount of bandwidth in order to reconnect with his spouse and with his family. So that that came at a price, but it was a price he was willing to pay. And I've worked with and, and discussed this with many people, many close friends of mine who aren't aware as to what's causing the the patternistic behavior in their lives they date the same person they always end up in physical alterations in in certain environments They they get onto a fight mode or just depression depressed mode whatever it is they'll their behavior it'll it'll feel disingenuine there'll be a posture that they carry they don't understand why they're carrying it so if you look at the false self if you look at who am I becoming around what types of people, like sort of a chameleon, in order to, to fit in with them? And to an extent, there's a healthy version of, of this methodology. It's not really, I don't know if you'd necessarily call it the false self, but for instance, situational awareness. So if you're in a professional setting, you act very professional. You dress professionally. If you're in a festive setting, well, then you're going to party and have a great time. You're going to relax. You'll be able to switch modes depending on the environment. That's situational awareness. The false self is it's much more of an identity-driven event and phenomenon. It's not so much regarding the environment. It, it pervades all aspects of life. And so there can be somebody who's just full, just completely exhausted from always having to be on. Their professional features, if you will, are switched on all the time. And so they always look a certain way. They always act and talk a certain way with such confidence. But they lack authenticity. And And when you can get them one-on-one and chat with them, They'll just vent and pour out what a relief it is to just be real in that moment. And I love having discussions like this. I really enjoy these. I, I know what it's like to live in a false self. I've done that. And I know what it's like. For me, for instance, I connected with a gentleman that I met in the UK when I was in London, and and he was an awesome guy from from Boston, and we we started chatting about business, about what I was doing. I was over there working with a. There's a convention for genetic research that I was attending, and he thought it was really cool because he always wanted to run his own business. So he was picking my brain on what I did to, to uh, to run the business and how I how I was loving it, right? And so. I started chatting with him about his life, asking him, you know, why haven't you started the business? And man, we got down this deep, deep road where he started talking about his family and the, the, the expectation that he was raised to uh, perform up to. And that included having a very restrained life within a specific career path. Um, a lot of familial pressure, a lot of Assumptions that were placed onto him that he was not able to challenge, and he hated himself for it. So here we are at a pub, having a couple couple pints, and uh next thing you know, you know, there's there's tears happening. Right, this was a heart to heart talk that was not expected uh, across the world, and and um, it was one of the most profound discussions of my life because here is a a guy that I thought. He was tough as nails, you know, man's man, and here he was just tearing up about the fact that he's never been able to say this out loud. He's never been able to admit how much he hates his career, how much he hates the version of himself that he's pretending to be, and how much he despises the relationships that he's catering to because they're not authentic, and I just told this guy, I'm like, you got to go for it, man. You got to take that leap and just go find yourself because... One of the best pieces of advice I was given, and I referenced it before, Ashley's father told me this. Ashley is someone I went to college with, and she was one of the most, one of the wisest people I've ever met. Um, Her father told me, you've got to follow your heart because you've got the rest of your life to slave away for another man. You can work for another man whenever, but you don't have the rest of your life to go follow your pursuits. So go do that. Otherwise you're going to look back and it'll be such a loss to have never done that. And um, I I referenced this discussion to this, to this gentleman and you know, it it really resonated. And what was so cool is this wasn't forced. This wasn't polished or uh, it was sort of like this podcast, just kind of organic and word of mouth. And I just, I was just word vomiting like I do. And you know, he, and hit pause and wanted to rewind over that and say, Wait a minute, I you know I need to hear some more about that. Play that again. Let me hear that phrase again, and I could see that he visibly it, it struck him, and people who aren't aware of their false self will notice a draining of energy, especially around certain people, especially around certain contexts, and they might not know why they'll drink heavily on the holidays because they've got to see family and perform around family. they will get super rigid around certain peers like fight mode rigid and they don't know why there and this goes down this goes to the the limbic system the the lower brain the survivalistic mechanism situational awareness I talk about this you know a lot in my podcasts pretty much every podcast so the brain can be triggered and when you're operating as the false self well you're you're situationally aware in a, in a bad way in a way that's saying you know i can't let my armor down. I can't take this suit off. I can't allow people to see what's underneath. So I'm going to constantly calculate who's looking where, you know, there's, there's, um, social engineering going on in the room about basically predicting what people's assumptions are going to be. And then again, trying to live up to that. It's exhausting. It's incredibly exhausting. When you look at entrepreneurs who are successful business owners who are successful, they save so much of their energy and emotional bandwidth and, and intellectual bandwidth because they're not concerned with all the variables, the politics, if you will, of life. They simply focus on the vision that they have, the passions that they have. They pour all of their energy into that area, where whereas everyone else that they know serves to play the game around them. And when you save your time and you save your money and you save your energy from doing that, then that reserve, that reserve of resources is yours to spend how you like. And when you have a vision, go for it. Build what you want to build for your future, for the vision that you have. So I suggest if this resonates with you at all, that you Google that phrase, the false self, and you look up various psychologists from way back in the day till today. We have life coaches now, we have actual therapists, clinical researchers. You can see the the neurological impact of hypervigilance and how that plays into the false self. And you can see how the false self will cause a deterioration in in one's attitude and one's joy in life and happiness, it's it's exhausting. There there can be a fake happiness, a feigned happiness that is manufactured in order again to feed into the false self that I'm always happy. I always have everything going well. I'm always on top of the world. That's not sustainable. In no human situation is is any is there any sort of infinite increase towards perfection? There's always an ebb and flow. Life is cyclical, and you can think of it as scaling a mountain. Yes, you're making progress if you want to make progress. It's intentional, but you'll always circle back to those same areas in life where you feel as if you're taking a step back. But if you actually look at the mountain and the three dimensionality of it, you're actually you're increasing in elevation a little bit, but yeah you're you're circling around the same side of the mountain over and over. However, you have a slightly elevated perspective on each pass. Now, that's, I don't know why I even brought up that analogy, but that's, uh, well, I suppose going back to the ebb and flow of life. So that's what it was. So there's always a a constant back and forth in life. Nobody is just consistently accelerating towards awesome. That just doesn't happen. The whole fake it till you make it, concept does serve a powerful purpose. Absolutely. But then there is a, a fake it because that's all there is hole that could be, that you could fall into. And you can see a lot of substance abuse in that area. You can see a lot of self abuse, a lot of lack of self care, but just a parading around of pretenses. And so I love the word mendacity because mendacity refers to a system of lies. And anybody who's invested in their false self is – if if they gain a lot of power, oh, man, they can start p- putting – moving all the game pieces on the board in order to sustain that. And that means affecting the lives of others. That means being manipulative and controlling in ways that can develop an entire company culture built on a massive deficit rather than a foundation. And we've seen this time and time again with – Economic, you know, impacts and and devastation that happens based on situations where somebody lies and somebody else lies, and then they gather together and they just keep pushing that pretense forward. And next thing you know, billions and billions of dollars could be at stake because of that. And so this can occur on a very finite level, a very small granular level, like in a relationship or just between children if you will but then later as adults grow up people grow up to be adults and have more equity in this world to play with if they still are operating on the false self entire relationships can be based on that and when the bottom falls out it sucks for everybody who's involved and to face the false self is is a a, a universal aspect of human life because nobody grows up 100 percent authentic there's always assumptions placed on us always from either parents or peers or siblings or society or what have you. And it's so important to question everything. Be a skeptic. Question the infrastructure around you, not just to break it down, not to just be a critic, but but to know how to optimize it and make it better. Be aware of the space around you, the environment, the dynamics around you, and those assumptions. That requires a metacognitive state to be aware of your awareness and this is getting super existential i love that stuff so essentially think about how you're thinking think about why you're thinking how you're thinking this goes levels and as you go through those levels and you start to investigate your own uh, perspective in life that gives you more and more power to draw back those resources that you're putting in the wrong places and and just tell other people, first tell yourself, but then tell other people, wait a minute, just pause right here. Let me think about this. Is this a path I want to continue going down? And this is where entrepreneurs will start their own businesses. This is where visions are built. This is where futures completely change because somebody sees an alternate reality to what they're living in and they want to go down that more authentic reality. It's not just alternate, but it's more authentic. And... Entire family systems can be based on multiple false selves living together, multiple fake roles being played out by people that hate what they're doing. They just want to peel off that, that skin, if you will, have their, their authentic self come out, but they can't. So they that causes a lot of repression. That causes a lot of energy to be wasted when it could be spent on the creative flow, the creative mindset. So, Oh boy, this is uh, near and dear to my heart because I love having people question why they're behaving the way they are, asking that that powerful word, why? And when you do it privately and you do it calmly with someone in a trusted environment and you just see their eyes open as they think about the patterns in their life, because it's not just a one-off behavior they'll start to question, that we start to question. We start thinking, man, how many decisions did I make in my life based on that one incorrect assumption about myself and once that assumption is challenged oh boy you're done you're done doing that you just feel this revitalization this revitalization of your life you're you posture well you know you straighten your back you hold your chin up you have your eyes open to life and then you question everything else around you and you're free to do so you're 100% free to do so and if there's one thing i could say as somebody who who ran his own business you want to question everything especially yourself especially the stuff that makes you successful. Why did that make me successful? And how can I make it better? You don't ever want to look at yourself, pat yourself on the back and say, great, that was good enough. I'm done. I did a really great job there and I'm happy with that result. No more progress required. That is not the way to run a business. I've done that and I've seen aspects of my business fall short because I took my foot off the gas pedal in order to just simply not coast, but decelerate. So If you're going to coast, fine. Take a pause and enjoy that moment. Absolutely. But don't ever feel that something is too taboo to question. There's nothing that's taboo to question in this universe. You're free to question everything and think about it uh, critically. Have critical thought because you might be called upon in life to make a situation better. Again, you don't want to question everything to be just a critic and be negative and toxic. A lot of people do that. But you want to be somebody who can question something with that that wise curiosity that allows you to be an asset to make it better. So you can bring solutions to problems. So with that, be your authentic self, because you are awesome. All right, cool. On that, on that cheesy note, I will end this and uh, look forward to word vomiting all over again. This is Dan, the six figure couch surfer. Check out the website. You might dig it. Thanks.